0: Episode 183 of the Bevan James O Show, Hard Things to Confront. Team up along to episode 183 of the Bevan James. I'll show you fortnightly podcast on the behaviours that create a lifetime love of fitness so you can get all the benefits that come alongside it. Uh, wow, what, what, what we're still in this crazy time. We're still in this absolutely phenomenally crazy time in the world right now. Um, and, and where we are right now, some places are in better places. Like in New Zealand, we are actually... We seem to be going in the right direction. The numbers are going down massively, and some places are still pretty much in the deep end. Uh, there's just so much uncertainty around this moment, and uh, I think one thing we are seeing is there's lots of people giving advice, and which is a good thing. And I think it's part of there's kind of this advice thing's an interesting thing because there's two parts to it. There's there's some really good advice out there right now around how to deal with this moment. Uh, And then there's uh, partly about giving advice is just kind of sharing what works for you. And so, it's just really interesting to watch how that happens. And it's also really interesting to watch the fitness industry right now. I I work in the fitness industry, and it's a tough game fitness right now because, you know, like in New Zealand, for example, you can't teach fitness, it's not possible and also there's no real money in fitness right now because what's happening is pretty much everybody's giving away free workouts online and uh so it's 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 tough for the fitness industry but the thing i like about this moment is it really shows the heart of the industry because in this time where we are not able to do the, the thing that we love you know really trying to help people love fitness uh And even though it's really hard for anyone to really make any revenue right now, like I imagine, you know, 99% of fitness professionals out there are making well below, if not anything, right now. I mean, I know a few people I know in the industry and some really successful people. Like There's a guy I know who's one of Australia's top personal trainers has has actually gone and worked in the mines for a period of time. So, um, you know, there's a lot of people in the industry you're starting to see get other part-time jobs through this time i'm sure they'll come back and they'll be able to be great in this industry moving after the fact but but what i love about this moment when you're seeing an industry that's one of the industry that is really suffering through this time and where there isn't much money to be made in this time because the problem with the fitness industry right now is everyone's giving everything away for free so if you try to put a paid product out there it's why, why would people pay for it? Like, if you look at my Facebook feed right now, it is just free workout after free workout after free workout. And so uh, there's, there's some cool innovations around this. And one thing I would encourage you to do, so like I, I noticed some fitness professionals have been giving away free workouts with tip jars where you can go on some website and you can just donate a little bit of money to them. And 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 I, what I would say, I really encourage you to do, if you are using fitness professionals' products, uh do, if you can afford it, Look, I get right now that a lot of people are in financial stress, and if you can't, don't even think about it. But if you're in a role where financially you're pretty much in the same place and you can afford, because I imagine your gym memberships and all what you'd normally pay for fitness have disappeared, if you can chuck a few dollars that way of fitness professionals, that's really great. And, and the thing I would really encourage around this is I would really encourage you to support your local fitness professionals. Like there's a lot of influences or big people with big audiences on like the Instagrams and the Facebooks and there's one thing, I read a really good article the other day talking about um, how celebrities are giving away free fitness workouts and it's really hard for fitness industry people because celebrities have so much reach, uh, whereas local kind of fitness professionals don't have as much reach and so almost like celebrities are taking the, the wind out of the local fitness professionals' sail and i think it's really important that we do support our local people so if you go to a local gym and you've got your group fitness instructors there or you've got your pts there and they're doing something online and they do offer some kind of tip jar mechanism really support those people because at the end of the day when we get back to normality we want these people to be around we want the people who are actually in your community helping your people and yourself you know to to survive this time and in some countries, like in New Zealand, luckily our government's given us um, kind of like a loss of income so it's, it's often less than what you'd earn normally but it's enough to get through this, so a lot of the people in the industry will be able to manage through this, but in some countries people aren't getting that money, and so I just would really encourage you, if you can, again if you can because I get that it's a crazy time but if you are someone who does typically use fitness facilities and stuff like that, try to a, use the people in your community to guide your fitness through this time. And then if you can support them with some kind of tip jar donation, it might be a dollar every time you do a workout. Or it might be what you'd normally pay a membership fees goes towards to those people in your community. Because on the other side of this, it's those people we want. Because one thing I fundamentally... was one of my, my big shifts in my career was, you know, I think everyone wants to make it big on the internet. And, you know, if you can... You know, there's good rewards for that, but it's a it's a one percent game, and everyone's chasing it, so not many people actually get there. And um, and I'm lucky because I have big reach. I have um, I have a a big kind of sounding board because I work for Liz Mills, which are a big international company, so they give me big reach as well. So I'm lucky that I have the facility to have kind of a global audience, but at the same time. In the last period of my career i've realized while i like helping people like if you're anywhere in the world listening to this right now while i enjoy that i can help you in that way i actually just want to help the people in christchurch as much as possible and i actually feel that's the kind of the mission of my career that i want to help people In fitness in general. But my real focus is my local community. And to be a great local fitness leader. Is is what we need a lot of. Because while the internet can provide many fitness solutions. And and there's many great reasons fitness can be a part of the, the. The internet can be a part of your fitness solutions. Nothing beats training with a group of people. In your local area with a great fitness leader. Where there's a sense of community around it. To me that's when fitness is at it's best. And so. We've got to make sure these people in your community survive this time. So just on this front, a couple of things. First of all, use your people. You know, if you could choose, like a, you know, if you could choose some celebrity on Instagram or some local person who's just putting up workouts for you guys, choose your local person. And then again, financially, if you can support them, support them. You know, a dollar a workout probably, if, if they got twenty people, thirty people doing the workout, you know, they, they'll probably give them enough to survive through this time because we want these people to be on the other side. But going back to my first point, what I love about this time because my industry can get given a hard time and 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 I understand why because I get frustrated as many people out there around the selling of image around fitness and I get that image is a is a benefit that lots of people want. But I also want I also get that sometimes the emphasis is too much on that. And really what we should be focusing on is the greater benefits of exercise to your life. Now in this moment while that criticism is real what you're really seeing is that fitness professionals just want to help people with fitness. Like admittedly, like day one of the lockdown, I went on my social media feeds and instantly all the fitness professionals that I knew were putting workouts out or putting challenges out or doing things to keep their world active. And I just think, you know, it just shows the heart of the industry. As much as there are some criticisms around maybe how we sell fitness, I fundamentally believe that most people in the industry just really care about getting you moving so while it's a crazy time I kind of like what my industry is doing right now so it's just kind of a totally random thought uh, of course it wasn't where I was going to start the show today but it's kind of sometimes that's how things roll team uh, today's show I'm going to hit you hard I'm going to I'm going to confront you uh, I thought about leaving this till after this time but I kind of kind of thought, no, now is a good time to hit you hard. So I'm going to ask some really hard questions of you. I'm going to confront you in some really challenging ways where hopefully, hopefully there's some introspective or some reflection upon yourself that allows you to maybe think about what you should be working on in your life right now. So, before we get into that, I want to talk about some patrons. So first of all, if you want to become a patron of the show, and I, I, we've had some new patrons come on recently, and I just really appreciate it. That's kind of going back to that message that this is something that you enjoy, and you can afford to support this show. It definitely is helping me a lot right now. Uh, we've got many great patrons, and when you become a patron, you get uh, a cool nickname. So that's pretty cool as well. But some of the traditional patrons of the show are uh, people like, oh, now, Marie, I'm going to say, uh, oh, this is such a cool name. I'm gonna have to do the, the Apple Andrex. but I don't know how you spell it that. And the nickname for our Marie is Sound of Glory. We've got David S- Super Smart or Triple S Samuel. We've got Jen Mindfeeder Power. We've got Martin the Assassin Kelly. Now these are people who've been contributing to the show for a while, but in the last couple of weeks we've had two new patrons come on, and one of them is Michelle Van Denventur. I'm going to say this is Michelle Van Denverter. Now, Michelle, when I thought about your nickname, I saw Van, and I instantly thought Van Morrison. Now, if you don't know who Van Morrison is, great singer. Um, He sang that song, Gloria. You probably know the song, Gloria. It's kind of a good pub song. But one of his greatest songs is a song called Moondance. So when I thought of that, Michelle, I thought Michelle Moondance Van Venter So there we go. That's your nickname, Michelle. And then Jessica Lee. And Jessica Lee is also a new patron of the show. And when I thought Lee, I thought leader. And then I thought Jessica, the leader of the pack, Lee. So Jessica, you are the leader of the pack. And once again, for Michelle Jessica and all the other regular patrons of the show, thank you so much for your support. You just don't know how much it means at this time, but also I just love that your giving of a little bit of your hard earned cash my way is really supporting my philosophy. And if you've listened to the show for a long time, you know, I really try to spread a philosophy of the love of movement and the growth of self for the long term so thank you for the new patrons and for those people who support the show if you want to become a patron go to bevanjamesis.com it's all pretty clear on the website anyway let's get into today's main gist of the show I heard a comment the other day which I thought was very very applicable to this moment in time so obviously right now it's a very stressful time pretty much for everybody in the world. You know, like um, there's there's, there's health problems, there's financial problems, there's security problems, there's, um, you know, even those people who maybe aren't, you know, hasn't affected their life in a big way, there's still stresses that come around this time. And we think back to my interview that I did with Johan Harry around depression, a great interview if you haven't listened to it. Go listen to it again. His book, Lost Connections, was one of the most powerful books I read a couple years ago. And uh, he talked about what causes depressions. And it was kind of things like, uh, one of the big ones was uh, an insecure future. An insecure future is one of the biggest causes of the future, Uh, depression. Not knowing what tomorrow looks like causes a lot of stress in our life. And at this moment in time, there's a lot of people who, I can't even imagine, like, just going through so much tough times. Like I read an article in the paper the other day and there was this young couple in Christchurch who had opened two really successful restaurants, um, the, like re- beautiful restaurants. Joe and I had been to some of them, or to, to both of them actually, um, really great nights out, great service, great food, just good businesses. Recently had opened two more restaurants and have just gone into liquidation. Lost everything. Lost everything. And they had good businesses, nothing of their fault. And then... This happens and they lose everything. And I just I just felt so I just sat there and I thought, wow man, how how suck is that? You know, you've 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 built something, you've done a really good job of it, and then out of no fault of your own, you wake up and this happens to you. And so in this moment, there's these massive stresses that we are all going through. And so, you know, one of the big things that a lot of us, you know, a lot of us will be thinking about is how do you manage your stress through this time, and today's show is actually not about that, but I just want to kind of touch on a little bit, so how do you manage your stress through this time, and uh, I did an Instagram feed, I may have even talked about this in the last episode, I did a little post on Instagram, just talking about how a lot of people are diminishing themselves through this time, we're kind of going less and less, worse and worse into the worst version of themselves, because they're dealing with stress in a way that makes themselves dislike themselves more, you know, they're eating more, they're exercising less, they disconnecting with the world you know there's just this kind of slow diminishing of their themselves and how that's a you know not necessarily how that's a bad thing and how we need to kind of work on finding healthy ways to deal with this and it was really interesting because when I put the post up I got so much feedback and so many people kind of came to me and said were you talking about me (laughs) like I haven't even seen these people in this time so I think the first thing we need to be dealing with right now and and if we're going to go prioritization of anything Your number one priority right now, is good stress tools. Now hopefully you know what they are. Uh, I won't go into too much of those, because if you listen to my old episodes, I've talked about this stuff a lot in the past. But the other day I heard a comment which really hit a note with me. And the comment was, this moment in time is a moment in time where you either really regret all the decisions you've been making in your life, or it really reinforces a lot of decisions in your life. i say it again because it's a really important statement. You, this moment in time, oops, I banged my mic there. Uh, this moment in time is a moment where you'll either really regret the choices you've made to this point in time, or it'll be a really reinforcing moment in this moment in your life. What does that mean? Well, for example, let's look at health. Let's look at health. Health is a really interesting one if you're somebody who has really neglected your health, so if you're somebody who is overweight, someone who is unfit, someone who maybe has some really bad habits like smoking or overeating, you know, those types of problems, this moment in your life is a really scary moment. Like I have a family member in my family and and they have made plenty of bad lifestyle choices in their time. And they're not... They're old you know they're not young but they're not that old and if they were to get the coronavirus you'd be really really concerned now don't get me wrong i know that the coronavirus is going to hit most people pretty hard and, and so it's not to say that you're not going to have massive effects if you're a healthy person but definitely if you've made bad lifestyle choices the risk factor goes up massively so right now it's a pretty scary moment for that person What's another example? Let's think of it money wise. You know, if you've been somebody who's made bad financial choices, right now, oh my God, it's got to be stressful. You know, they talk about, I'm going to pull this number out of my butt because I can't remember that number, but something like, something stupidly high, like 70% of American people don't have enough money to survive more than two weeks of life if they don't earn their income. Now, I know that's not the right number, but it's something crazy like that. that that's a really scary moment. That's, that's, that's a moment where you look back and you go, man, I've made some bad choices because right now, where I'm earning nothing or I'm earning minimal, this, this is a really hard moment. And I remember watching the news last night, and there was, they are talking about people at the food lines in America And this isn't just an America thing. I'm not picking on America, because I know this is happening all around the world. It's happening in New Zealand as well. Uh, They're talking about uh, the food donation banks in New Zealand. They're talking about how the numbers have just gone exponentially, massively higher than what they were in the past. And they, they interview these people, and it's people saying, I never thought I would be the person in this line. I never thought. Now, these people here are in a place where they must be looking at their life and must be thinking, "Geez, I wish I'd made better choices in the area of finances in my life. Other areas, relationships. You know, like we, we, right now, I've talked about my time when, when I had that lonely moment, where I had that lonely moment, and then I had a hard moment in life, but I neglected relationships, so I didn't, I didn't really have good relationships to go towards. And I imagine if you're someone who's maybe been a workaholic, And a workaholic in a way where you've neglected relationship or you've hurt your, you know, they talk about how, um, this is kind of funny and sad at the same time, but they talk about how a lot of people will be really struggling right now because they have to spend so much time with their partner. And it's kind of said in a joking way, but actually, that's a really sad thing you know, we look at, I've got a friend who's a police officer, and it's amazing, in New Zealand, most police officers' work is domestic violence, or domestic problems, you know, the majority of the work that they go to, their day-to-day work, is dealing with domestic problems, And, and my friend, one of my best mates is a cop, and he was just telling me, mate, it's just gone through the roof. And um, he was saying the reporting numbers have, are really high, but he said what's actually interesting, because the police are kind of overwhelmed with work right now, they're, they're kind of not reporting a lot of it, because, or they're reporting it in a way that doesn't actually go along with the stats. So what's being reported to the public isn't actually aligned with how bad domestic problems are. Now, this moment here is a moment where, if you haven't looked after your relationship, then you're dealing with bigger problems in your relationship. So these three areas, health, finances, and relationships, are three that are really just identified right now. And, and I'm sure if we sat down and we kind of analysed, I'm sure there's many other areas of your life, that we, or of life, that we could put our... look at career. is a really good one, actually. And I was speaking to one of my clients recently. I got a lady who I work with, and she's a really ambitious career person, and and it's kind of it's, she's a really great story because she's someone who academically was she didn't do poorly academically, but didn't go through that traditional university and so on. But she got a job in the in government agency early on, kind of, and it's just a great example of climbing up a ladder. Got lower level job, worked hard, climbed up the ladder. Got opportunities, proved to self, climbed up the ladder. And when we caught up at the beginning of the lockdown, I said to her, "This is a moment you need to prove your value to your employees. You need to you need to show them that you are great at what you do. Because a when future opportunity presents itself, they want I want you know you want to be the person in their head that comes up." That's that's what you want to be, and we caught up. We had a session the other day, and she said it's really interesting because they're starting to think about offloading people, and the people who are kind of take who aren't really pulling their weight are going first. But I imagine it'll go. The people who aren't pulling their weight will go first. Then it'll be your average performer will go second, and they'll hold on to your high performers. So when we think, actually, my daughter's. I may have talked about my daughter. I'm really proud of my daughter actually, because my daughter is. My daughter didn't do that well at school. But then luckily, learnt hard work. And my daughter my daughter is beautiful personality, great with people, um, charismatic, got a bit of spunk. I love my daughter. She's a bit rough around the edges, but that's what us owls are like. I love that about her. But she's a hard, hard worker. And she's she's kind of doing like a dentist assistant apprenticeship, but also she works at a bar. And she's when the lockdown happened, they got rid of all their staff and they kept the bottle store open. And they give three staff members the bottle store jobs. And my daughter was one of them. And the reason was, was because she was a hard worker. She was one of the best workers at the bar. And then what happened was it they, they got even a little bit tighter. And they got, I think they had to pull someone else back. I, can't, I don't know the exact details. But my daughter was the first person, the person. They kind of said, look, we're keeping you on. And my daughter said to me, she said to me, Dad, when I was working at the bottle store, most people would just sit on their phone and they just muck around. I made sure I went and st- tacked the shelves, I went and made sure I kind of tidied thing up, I made sure I was working while I could have just been sitting around mucking around on the phone. My daughter made good choices in that moment, which kept her job in that time. I and mean, my daughter's in a really interesting place as well because she lives in Australia right now, and unfortunately she won't get the government grants because she hadn't been working in her place for a year. So she desperately needs a job because, you know, like the, the, the dentist apprenticeship job has disappeared. Now, she, my daughter made some really good choices, and so in this moment where she could be earning nothing, she kept her job because she showed her value because of good choices that she made. So when we look at the areas that we've talked about, I've talked about your health, I've talked about finances, I've talked about a career, I've talked about relationship. Right now, this moment reveals if you haven't looked after those areas of your life. And I suppose the question I really want, like I said to you before I started today's podcast, I'm going to try to hit you hard. Well, what's it for you? Like, when you look at this moment and you think to yourself, what haven't I looked after? Like, What is this revealing that is so obvious that I have neglected in my life? Like, are you one of those people who has less than two weeks of savings in your life? Now, I'm going to be hard here. That's not good enough. If you're an adult and you've been working for your adult life, and you don't have two weeks of savings in your in your bank account, and you're up to your hilt in debt. I, I, I can't I can't give you the pass. It's it's just not good enough. And this moment is revealing that. And this moment is so much more stressful for this reason. I, I'm never n- 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 that hard on you guys, but I'm going to be today. If your relationship is just argument after argument right now, because you've neglected the relationship, because you've taken the easy route of not working on the relationship and not getting help when you need to get help, not developing ways to work better as a relationship. There's a reason you're in this place right now. If you are going to be the first person to lose their job because you, you piss your stuff around at work, well, it's, it's, it's kind of, you've got to look at yourself right now. You know, like... When I speak to my client the other day, she said, There's one guy at work who's, who's been getting given the written warning because he's, he's kind of taking the piss right now. This person knows. This, this person knows. This moment here is, a, is one of those moments, it's one of those moments I like to think about in life. I've, I've, I've talked about this in the past the relationship breakup. The relationship breakup in life is often a really interesting moment for the self because the relationship breakup in the moment could be a moment where you just point the finger at the other person and that's often the problem for a lot of people when they have the hard moment like I imagine that guy who's probably going to get fired from my client's job is, well I don't know because it's really unfair to say I imagine this but I wouldn't be surprised if they're pointing the finger at the job saying oh they're so unfair but deep down The real thing that this person needs to learn is, I need to be better at my job. I need to have more responsibility to turn up and do my job day in and day out. And often when we break up from a relationship, what we do is we point the finger at the other person. We say, they're the problem. They're the problem. I know for me in my life, that was the biggest lesson I learned in a relationship. was when I broke up from my last relationship, it was the first time I stopped and I went, but where was I the problem? Where was I the fault in this thing? Instead of just going, and, and I'll be honest, before this, most of my relationship breakups, even though I was a massive part of the problem, like sometimes I was all the problem. I, I never looked at myself in that light. I just thought, well, oh, they're the problem. But this moment here needs, for you, if you're that person who, in the areas I've identified, and in other areas, knows you've, you've made bad choices, You need to own up to it. You really do. If you haven't saved, if you haven't put good financial habits in place. Like budgeting. And budgeting is pretty simple. Like committing time to working on your relationship. Like assessing your career and, and making sure you're getting better at your career. Like working on your health and fitness. If you're not doing it, this moment reveals this to you. Now, what, 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 I'm going to go deeper into the what to do in a second, but ultimately what we want to hit with these moments in our life is this moment of a reinforcing moment. And actually, really interesting, I was I was speaking to this guy I know, kind of just loosely, know really, kind of a guy who we, I know the name of and I don't really speak to a lot, but um, I managed to kind of have a yarn to this person the other day, um, and it was kind of one of those internet weird things that happened. But I ended up having yarned this, man. One of Christchurch's most successful business people. Like, seriously. Uh, I won't go into detail, but, but very, very successful business person. And a really great example of a business person who has built a business from scratch. You know, started at scratch. He, he actually, he is in a world-leading world, world leading brand in his business. And his business is the number one Former of this world-leading brand, so massively successful man. And him and his wife actually, they're a team. They're, they're a massively successful team. Uh, and we're just talking about things, and I, you know, just talking about how each week he does coaching with one of New Zealand's, actually one of the New Zealand's leading coaches, a guy called Gilbert and He he, he's like a mentor for the All Blacks. Each week, this guy does mentoring with this guy, and I just and he works in an industry that is going to be hit hard. Like he works in an industry that is gonna be smashed by what we're going through right now like the next two years for this industry is you know the industry will survive because it's the key industry to an economy but it's gonna be smashed and i just said to him are you you stressed mate because you're in a pretty you know like it's not looking good for you guys moving after this moment and he said oh no no we're, we're fine because i've i've we've i've saved pretty much the equivalent of two years of income or revenue in our in our financial system so this this guy and he's got a massive business has put aside enough cash to to weather moments like these what do you think he's thinking right now i guarantee he's thinking geez i'm the kind of person i'm glad i'm the person who's made these kind of choices like I'm glad. Like this moment for him is just reinforcing character traits about himself, character traits and habits that are absolutely amazing for himself. Because him and his wife have put good systems, good habits, and good application of those habits in place, so that when moments like this happen, he's fine. Now I'm sure he's got some stress, and I'm sure ideally in this time he would not want to have to have this happen. I'm sure his, his brother's business just kept on going. How gone? But right now, it's a different experience to that person who can only survive for two weeks because they've got no money. Right now, this moment is reinforcing. Actually, it was interesting. And when I did Man, I had a guy who sponsored me, a really successful, another successful businessman in Christchurch, a lovely guy, a guy by the name of Fred. Lovely, lovely man. Uh, and he would, he would support my races for no reason other than he just tried to support me. So he'd give me money to, to get help me go on overseas and go do races and stuff like that. Liked, there was no real payback other than he was just a good man. Um, and I remember... He said to me, and this is actually and this is a good example. He said to me, in 1987, the global economic crash happened in 1987, and he just about lost his business because he was that person who hadn't done good habits. And he said, I I, I learned my biggest life's lessons in that moment. I learned that I had to change everything. And then he said, I think it was like the recession of 91, maybe around then when I think it was the Asian economic recession or something, something around that, maybe the late 90s. Uh, and that time, he'd kind of like the guy I was talking about before, had set up and put good systems in place, application and applied this, and survived, but he said the greatest thing was, on the other side of it, my business was stronger, because I got rid of the competition, it gave me more opportunity, and it made me in a much stronger place, so this moment here for these types of people, and, and that's a financial example, but if you're someone who's looked after your health right now, I guarantee right now, you're thinking, oh my God, I'm glad I've looked after my health. Have you have looked after your relationship? Like my wife and I, we, we look after our relationship. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, we've had a couple of moments in the last kind of month where the tension's been up. And, and my wife and I, we hardly ever fight. And there's been a couple of moments where we've struggled and we've had some confrontations. But we know how to work through these moments because we've worked on our relationship. And so while this moment does present challenges for us, Because we've worked on our relationship, we know how to get through this. And if anything, this time has made our relationship stronger because we trust that we'll be there for each other. If you haven't um, looked after your career, like it's interesting, um, my daughter's example. Are you going to be the first person to get get the job back when it comes back? Uh, A lady I worked with a while ago, she works for some big kind of... Company and big companies. One of the problems with big companies I struggle with is they're always just they're always um, you know they're always kind of firing people. They're always kind of doing re- restructures of the business, and so people they live under this threat of insecurity of will you keep your job in the long term? Because every two years they restructure and half the people lose their staff. And this lady I worked with was a manager, and she was telling me she had to fire half her her crew. So let's say I don't know how many people she had, but let's say she had thirty people and she had to fire fifteen of them. And at the end of the day, you know who got the jobs? The high performers. The the great people stayed on. Those who weren't, see you later. If if, if you haven't looked after your career, right now you're worried. If you know you're a high performer, you know deep within yourself, I'm going to be all right. Or at least if this business stays alive, I'm going to be one of those people. So there's two things here. The two is, have you not looked after certain behaviours? And are you in that place where you're like, I've made my life worse, and this moment really shows it. Or, it's reinforcing. Now, some people probably have a bit of both. So some people right now probably have, you know what, I've done really well with finances, I'm killing with my finances, I know I'm going to be fine, and my career's great, but my health, <laughs> oh no, my health. Or, some people are killing in all areas. Some people are pretty well-rounded, good health, good finances, good relationships, good career, any other area, I know spiritual, and all those types of things. If you're that person, just give yourself a massive high five right now. And I know if you're listening to this right now, you're just going, Bev, you're speaking my language, you're giving me the high five. And if so, you rock. All I'd say to you is just keep doing what you're doing and trust in yourself. You know, because you've proven that you can you can manage your life well. And that's something you should be really proud of. If you're not that person, and if you're that person who's in some areas and not in other areas, Well, now's a really revealing moment. And now's a really revealing moment because it shows you where you need to work on yourself. It reveals where you need to be putting your attention on your life so that when you wake up in the future, this does not happen again. If we think back to the the guy, Fred, who had the business that nearly died in 1987, he's a great role model in this moment because in that moment, he said, I'm not going to be this person the next time this happens. And that's what I need you to be. If when you heard me say to you early on in the show, it's not good enough, you thought, oh, that's a bit harsh, Bevan. Well, it hurt because I was talking to you. But I need you to be that person that next time this moment happens, and the things I know this is an extreme moment. And this is an extreme moment because this is a moment where it hits everybody. Like, right now in the world, everybody is confronted with this. And I get it. It's a tough moment. But... Life has these moments on a smaller scale, but in a big, on the same level to all of us. Life happens. Job loss, loss of loved ones, big life moments. This happens in life all the time. Sure, the coronavirus emphasises it, because we're all confronted with this thing at the same time. But this is life. And while we may not see another coronavirus, fingers crossed we don't see another coronavirus, we are going to see, in your life, you are going to see other moments like this. If it's the health, will you wake up 10 years from now and the doctor will say to you, if you don't change, you're going to die? Like that's a massive moment. And, and you have a moment right now where you can change that. So the first thing I want to say is, for those who know, and, and this is hitting you hard, What's that area for you? All the areas, because you've you've got to change. We can't hit if in three years from now another moment hits like this again. You can't hit this moment and go, I did nothing. You've got to change. Now the thing is, and I think we've got to give you some hope here. Change is doable. It really is. Change is doable. There's many examples of every example of someone being in a hard place place, changing their life. Guarantee it. You think of where you are right now. I guarantee there's someone who's been in a worse place than you and has changed your life. But there's a few things you need to do to change your life. So the first thing is you have to identify the area. You have to identify. I've, I've come up with some areas today. But you probably know what those are for you. It might be finances, it might be relationship, it might be career, it might be health and fitness, it might be something else. But what is that thing for you? So first of all, I'm going to give you a bit of a how to do this. So the first thing you need to do, grab a piece, pause or put some time aside and grab a piece of paper. Come back, I've got my pen here, that it? you can hear my paper, that that's how I roll, <laughs> I'm well planned. What is my area? What is my area in my life that I need to work on? Now, one thing I will say here, um, I've got a, I've got a lady who I coach for some running, and she's a top kind of psychologist and a high performance coach. She kind of works with top level business people, like we're thinking CEOs, kind of big level stuff. And one thing she always reinforces to me is people can't you don't you never try to change in more than two things. It's too much. So while you might be going, but Bev, I'm overweight. I've got no money, my relationship's falling to crap. You can't do it all at once. I remember when my dad, my dad was an alcoholic, and I remember um, he did like a thing called Mahu, which was basically a a drug and alcoholic kind of stopping thing. And my dad smoked at the time, and they said to him, don't try to give up smoking. Keep smoking through this, you know, just try to hit the one thing. And so in regards to that, choose one. Now, probably the best thing to choose is there's two approaches here. The first approach is to go with the one you think you have easier change, and the the reason I say that approach is because when you realise you can change, it helps you realise you can change in other areas. So one of the things we often see with my runners is people who haven't done any exercise suddenly they they add exercise to life and I go, oh my god, if I can do this, maybe I can change my diet. So you know, like it, it opens them up to the idea proof that they can change. So one approach, and I'm going to give you a choice here, one approach you can choose is to choose an area where you think there's a higher, easier pathway forward. Or the other one is, choose the one that has the biggest impact right now. Because you might go, my relationship is turning to shit. Like, my relationship is going downhill fast, and to be honest, I don't know if it can survive this moment in time. So, you might say, and actually, as much as I want to lose weight, you, let's say you've got family and kids, the, the relationship's the most important. So I'm going to give you the option here. You can either go what you feel will be the easiest one to actually prove to yourself you can create change. Secondly, you can kind of go, no, I need to go one that has the biggest impact right now. The second thing you need to do is you need to see what you currently do it's interesting i was having a session with a, a guy the other day with and he's talking about he he's, he's kind of a leader he's given a leadership role and he was he previously was in another company or, or organization and the culture was phenomenal like culture was everyone wanted to, everyone turned up to work early everyone worked really hard if, if something went wrong everyone put their hands on dick uh there was autonomy everyone just trusted you didn't have to go to smoke at a certain time everyone just knew you, you're going to do the work look after yourself there's was it was just a perfect work environment and now he's gone into this new culture and it's like the total opposite everyone's taking the piss uh there's there's people kind of holding on to um roles and being you know it's just it's just Totally a bad work environment. And he's now a leader. And we're talking about, well, what kind of culture do you want to create? So we kind of wrote down what kind of culture he wanted to create. And then from there, what we did is we, um, then from there, what we did is the second point was he needs to understand what the current culture is. So his homework right now is to go and explore what his current culture is. And the reason you need to do this is because if you don't understand the points where you fail, you may not put good strategies in after the fact. So he might just go and go, well, here's the culture I think it is. So I'm going to start implementing these things. But part of his homework work was to have conversations with people. Tell me about what you think this culture is. And he wants to gain a deep understanding of the current culture. So that then when he designs his strategy to change culture, he knows where he needs to work from. So the second step in this kind of process on how to actually create the change is to do some reviewing of why you are currently in the place you are right now. So let's just use an example of relationship. You might say the reason I'm currently in this place of relationship is because um, when I get frustrated, my partner communicates in a way that pushes me away. Um, when my partner comes at me, I get angry at them and yell at them, or I disconnect. Um, when, you know, so on and so on. So you're just really trying to f- learn. What's currently happening, and I and spend some time on this because it, you know, the reason I overeat was because when I get emotional, I feel I need to get to get some food, or um, when I go to the cupboard, I always I see is chocolate biscuits, or um, I just have bad habits around this, so I kind of just have the bad routine around my diet. So just spending time exploring why you feel you are right now. Step three. You need to get a plan. And I would say there's a couple of things here. You need to get someone to walk beside you long in this area here. I, I, if you're in this place right now where this confrontational moment where you realise you are, you've, you know, those decisions of the past have really let you down and you're in a place that's really bad, I, don't do it by yourself. You know, I, I was creating this video for our runners, for my marketing campaign for my runners, and I was saying you know, the biggest mistake most non-exercisers make when they try to add exercises into their life is they try to do it by themselves. And the and the reason it's such a failing strategy is because if you don't have experience in an area, and what I say in this video is I say, imagine an area of your life where you're really competent. So let's say you're really great at playing guitar. Now, if you were going to, if someone in your life came up to you and said, can you, you know, I want to learn playing guitar, would you just say to them, get an app and learn it off, you know, learn it off an app. Now, that's not a very good strategy, because sure, an app will teach them a little bit, but if you're an experienced guitarist, you're going to know kind of the lessons that these people need to learn along the way. And so often the person who tries to do it by themselves just fails because there's so many things, they just hurdles they don't know how to overcome, hurdles that they don't even know are going to come at them, so they just end up quitting and going back to what they always were. The most important thing you need to do in the step three is to find a mentor or to find someone to guide you through the experience. And, and I'll just put it on top of this. Find a mentor and two, three things. They need to have the knowledge. So if you're going to choose a fitness professional, you need someone with the qualifications, they need to have the experience in your area. So if you're going to choose like a fitness professional, again, if you want to do a running goal, you aren't going to choose a bodybuilding coach. You're going to choose someone who has experienced running coaching. But thirdly, most importantly, they need to have helped people like you. So if you're going to choose a counsellor for a relationship, you want to get a counsellor who's maybe dealt with relationships, and you maybe even dealt with relationship problems like you have had. So, let's say there's been infidelity in your relationship, you want to have a counsellor who's dealt with people like that a lot and had success. So you need to do some research. Now, guys, what I'm giving you here is not going to come without effort. Change needs effort. So you are going to, have to do some research to find the right person. And then what you're going to do is, with that person, they're going to design a plan with you. They're going to educate you. They're going to guide you. And they're going to design a plan. And then the third, fourth, maybe the fourth step, the fourth step is to put the effort in to implementing the plan. To put the effort into implementing the plan. When I, I work as a mentor. I work with people one-on-one. And, and, and when, in this role, you kind of sometimes get different types of people. Some people are what I call applicators. We'll, we'll do a session, we'll work with a plan, we'll kind of, and I always give homework, so there's kind of these things that they need to achieve by the time we catch up the next time. Um, and when I do this, some people, you just kind of know they're going to do the work. Now, these people always progress. Always do. They always get massive growth, they make massive change in their life, it's, it's awesome. Now, some other people you know, part of their journey is to teach them how to become an applier. So while early on, I'm trying to teach them how to be the person who actually does the homework, who does puts the effort into it to do the work which will create the change. Now, it's a different journey. My role as a coach is to guide a different person at different times, and all people can get to that place. But ultimately, the thing you learn as someone who does try to help people is if you can get people to consistently apply the work that they need to be doing they will create change so the fourth step in your journey is once you've got a plan that's worked on with your mentor alongside with yourself then you need to do the work and doing the work will be that's actually the biggest key and like i was saying before no change comes without effort if you do these things you'll, you'll you'll see a thing that happens which i find really powerful momentum interestingly i had a client the other day a really good session with a client the other day and this person is someone who uh, actually is a really good example of what we're talking about here because kind of in a place in life when we first started working together where one area was going really well really career focused person but everything else was kind of a bit behind the eight ball finances were all over the place like this person in this moment oh my god would have been not in a good place health was in a really bad place, and so on and so on. So first thing we worked on, we kind of did what we did here. We worked on their finances. Now their finances are great. Uh, massive savings, recently bought their first house. Even in this time right now, their savings are doing really great. So their finances, great. And then we started to work on uh, health. And they were a bit of a yo-yo, bit of a yo-yo, you know. And we kind of got these tools that would work, but they kind of do them sometimes, and kind of not do them the other times. And then recently, we kind of, have been consistent with them. And we've gotten to this place where we're calling them the high-performing version of themselves. And it's really cool because they're, they're seeing, oh, they're, when I stay at this place, the benefits of my life are massive. They're getting healthier, fitter, losing weight, but performing at a higher level, feeling better about themselves. And about three sessions ago, they were hitting this place. And now three sessions later, which is a couple months later, that just, just stayed there. And when we caught up in the last session, there was just this kind of, oh, yeah, I know how to be here. This is the new norm. And that's what we we need you to get you to. And so when you get the the tools and the the plan and you apply them, what happens is you shift your perception around yourself and you build momentum in a new direction. If you do this work, and, and again, the four steps are identify the area, identify what you're currently doing in this area, find a mentor, create a plan, and do the work with that. If you do this work... You're going to be like Fred. In this moment where right now it's revealing the poor choices you've made in the past, you have an option to change. And if you do this work, and there's going to be another, it might not be a coronavirus and it might not be of this scale, but shit's going to happen again in your life because that's life. But if you do this work and you you get to this other side like Fred did in the next recession and you go, you know what? Look at who I am now. And that's going back to my client with the finances. You know, this person was in a terrible place with their finances. And right now, they, they, they go to me, oh, I'm so glad I changed, because right now it would have been so stressful. Right now it's a reinforcing experience. This moment is a hard moment for many of us. And even for those people who are, it's a reinforcing experience, it's still a hard moment. But if this is a hard moment for you in a way that's, kind of because of your own poor choices. You have a really hard choice to face right now. Are you going to keep being the person you are which has made you wake up where you are right now? Or are you going to change? Because you need to change if you are that person. You really do. You know, it's interesting, you see these people, overweight people, when you see them on YouTube when they often give up weight, they lose their weight and they say, I knew, I knew it was me. You know, I, I could blame other things, but I knew it was me. Now, at the end of the day, your change comes down to you. It's going to take effort. It's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take commitment. You're going to have to spend money on change. But if you want to change, and you want to wake up at a different time, where this can be a reinforcing experience in your life, you need to do this. It will be important for your future. But actually, oh, lastly... It will be something that will be so powerful for you in your life. Because when you overcome that thing that held you back so much, it is one of the most liberating things a human can experience. So in this moment, take action. Do the change. And I guarantee you'll wake up in the next moment in your life, in the next hard moment in your life, reinforcing character traits that you'll love about yourself. And ultimately... As I always say, you'll be a better version of yourself. Jeez, I went for pretty full on there, didn't I I know I just I just got onto it then. Eh? Like I, I honestly thought when I started that episode I thought shit, I might struggle to get 30 minutes out today, but I oh, know it's so important. So important. It really is. Um, so hopefully hopefully especially if you know I'm talking to you. Do the work, guys. Do the work. And also maybe if you're someone, this is a hard podcast to share to somebody because it might people might think you're being judgy. But if you know you've got someone in your life who's really struggling with certain areas, maybe send this to them. Because maybe they just need, sometimes we just need a slap in the face to wake us up, you know. Sometimes we need a slap in the face to wake us up. And this can be a moment for a lot of people, like, that makes their life better. And that's what we want. Want this to be a moment that makes your life better. Uh, Team, if you want to support the show. Now, actually, I do have an email. that I've had a couple emails through, and I was going to answer them on the podcast, but I've gone for like 52 minutes anyway. So what I'll do is in the next episode, the emails that have come through recently, I promise I'll... I'll, I'll, um, Respond to those emails because there's a couple of good questions there. So, sorry about that for those people, but I don't want to go too long. So, thank you. If you do want to email me, you can email me at bevanjames at gmail.com. The website for the show is bevanjamesisles at gmail. And also, if you want to put a review up, I will read some reviews up again in the next episode. Again, we're just getting a bit long in the tooth today, so I don't want to kind of take too much longer. Uh, Become a patron, go to bevanjamesisles, go support Bevan on the podcast page, click a little bit of money, you're my way. It really helps doing what I do. Um, look after yourself, look after the people in your world and keep being you, I'll rock on I'll see you in a couple weeks time